I'm your host, Kurt Sandig, and welcome to Paranormal Almanac. That's right, I am your host, Kurt Sandig, and on this week's edition of Paranormal Almanac, we'll be talking about Toys R Us. But before we get to that, there is a new twist in the Voynich Manuscript, which was talked about a couple episodes ago. So if you don't know what the Voynich Manuscript is, now is your chance to listen to every Paranormal Almanac ever, find the one with the Voynich Manuscript, and get in the know. Recently, Greg Kondrak an expert in natural language processing at the University of Alberta, with the help of his grad student, Bradley Hauer, has been using artificial intelligence to try and crack the Voynich Code. They discovered that the text is written in what appears to be Hebrew and with the letters arranged in a fixed pattern. AI studied the text of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights as it was written in 380 different languages looking for patterns. Following this training, the AI analyzed the Voynich texts, concluding with a high rate of certainty that the text was written in encoded Hebrew. Now, Kondrick and Hauer went into the project thinking it was written in some form of Arabic. Kondrick said in a statement that was very surprising, and just saying, this is Hebrew, is the first step. The next step is how do we decipher it? And for that second step... They went with the assumption that the text was created with alphagrams, that is, words in which the text has been replaced by an alphabetically ordered anagram. Armed with the knowledge that the text was originally coded in Hebrew, the researchers devised an algorithm that could take these anagrams and create real Hebrew words. Kondrick said it turned out that over 80% of the words were in a Hebrew dictionary, but we didn't know if they made any sense together. For the next step, the researchers deciphered the opening phrase of the manuscript and presented it to colleague Mush Koppel, a computer scientist and native Hebrew speaker. Koppel did say, though, that it didn't form a coherent sentence in Hebrew. However, after making a couple of spelling corrections, Google Translate was able to convert it into passable English. And that sentence is, She made recommendations to the priest, man of the house, and me, and people. Let's not get too excited because they haven't yet deciphered the manuscript, but it does appear that they identified the language of origin. Once again, that's Hebrew. And more importantly, a coding scheme in which letters have been arranged in a particular order. That's that alphagram I was talking about. So they say the full meaning of the text won't be known until historians of ancient Hebrew have a chance to study the deciphered text. But it does look like we're one step closer to the Voynich manuscript finally being deciphered, and for real this time. Okay, now that that's out of the way, why am I talking about Toys R Us? Well, who doesn't love Toys R Us? As a kid, hit at every toy you ever wanted, and as an adult, you can afford to buy every toy you've ever wanted at a Toys R Us. There's just nothing bad about them, right? Well, as much as that is true, and basically they're all the same anywhere you go, and they're all great, except for one. If you happen to walk into one particular Toys R Us, you might get more than a toy. You might get pushed, 
see toys moving on their own or jumping off the shelves. For you see, since 1970, the Toys R Us store, located at 130 East El Camino Real in Sunnyvale, California, has had countless paranormal activities happening within the store. In fact, hundreds of people, employees, and customers alike have witnessed, heard, felt, or experienced in some way so many things that it has led to be known simply as the Haunted Toys R Us. But before we get into the ghost stories, let's talk about the history of the land that the Toys R Us sits on. It was apparently once a ranch. According to legend, a young ranch hand named Johan Jansen, but nicknamed by his fellow ranchers as Johnny Johnson, and depending on where you do the research, he's sometimes listed as mentally challenged, but we'll get into that in a minute. Well, it seems Johnny fell in love with the ranch owner's daughter, Beth Murphy. All of the stories have that key fact in common. No matter what version you read, he fell in love with the ranch owner's daughter, Beth Murphy. Another thing they all have in common is, is that Johnny lost his life when he got into a wood chipping accident. And I don't mean like a wood chipper where you, like from Fargo, where you push something in and it sprays out. I mean, he was swinging an axe and hit himself in the leg. And apparently it's Johnny who's haunting that Toys R Us. Now, trying to separate fact from fiction is a little hard on this one, but from what I can tell, again, the land was owned by Martin Murphy in 1881, so the ranch part is true. In addition to housing his farmhouse, the land he owned included a wheat field and a large orchard. All of that's in record, so it does seem like that part is very true. What also appears to be true is that working on that plantation was a Scandinavian immigrant in his mid-20s, and he did go by a nickname, Johnny Johnson. So two for two so far. But from there, it gets kind of more towards legend than fact. The whole Johnny thing, falling in love with Beth, like I said, it's in every version. But depending on what version it is, you find Johnny was studying to be a minister, or he was mentally challenged, or Johnny caught a viral infection which left him mentally challenged, or Johnny suffered from encephalitis and was nicknamed Crazy Johnny. Or, Murphy just didn't want a lowly ranch hand marrying his daughter, and she left Johnny for a more wealthy man. Most stories say that he was a lawyer. And there is one last thing, like I said, that all stories have in common, and that's that one day, while Johnny was chopping wood, he accidentally whacked his own leg with the axe and bled to death. And that appears to be in 1884. Also... It seems just about every version ends with Murphy dying a little while later and his ranch was sold off and changed hands a few times before ultimately, many, many years later, becoming the spot where a Toys R Us was built. Now, another thing that every version has that seems to have a lot of witnesses and seems to be true is that almost right from the beginning, workers at the Toys R Us felt or heard things, toys would jump off the shelves, or when the workers would come in the next morning, toys would be lined up or in a circle on the floor. And it didn't take long for the Haunted Toys R Us to earn that nickname. It seems like that was right from the get-go. Here are a couple of eyewitnesses or families of eyewitnesses quick mentions. Now again, there's a ton of stuff about this, so I just tried to find the ones that had the most cooperation. My dad used to be the store manager of that very Toys R Us, and I remember him telling us stories of things falling off displays, balls rolling down the hall after closing, and even electrical issues. 
and I noticed that electrical issues seemed to pop up more and more as well. Not only just at the Toys R Us, but in that entire shopping center. One unexplained incident where the emergency door swung open on its own overnight when nobody was around, and it set the alarms off. Another one was from an amateur paranormal investigator who went to the store trying to see if they could get in touch with Johnny, and they said, I visited the store some years back and found it very disorienting, particularly towards the back. I had the feeling of being on a ship rolling in the waves or trying to walk on a tilted surface. There is definitely something weird about this place. There's also numerous, numerous stories of employees of the store complaining about hearing their names called by a disembodied voice or feeling touched by invisible hands. Objects launching off the shelves, unexplained footsteps echoing through the aisles, and even in the bathroom, doors seemed to open and close on their own, and the water would turn off and on by itself, which led many female employees to not want to go into the bathroom by themselves. For you see, it seems that Johnny has a particular interest in girls with longer hair. Another time was when men were waxing the floor and a teddy bear kept appearing in each aisle as they moved their equipment through the store. There's also the overwhelming sweet smell of garden flowers that haunts aisle 15C. And 15C seems to pop up in a lot of the stories as well, so if you do go to Toys R Us, make sure you check out the back of the store and aisle 15C. One very spooky one is, while employees were closing up late one night, they heard a faint voice say, The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away, over the store intercom. Another one that's spooky, which I don't like, is that dolls that did not have the ability to talk would talk. Apparently also people would witness the occasional manifestation, and it was a ghostly figure of a man in his 20s dressed in old-fashioned clothing. Sometimes he'd be very clear. Other times, he would appear as sort of a shadow person. What did the management and employees do about their haunted Toys R Us? Well, a few TV shows covered the story back in the 80s and had, and I'm using air quotes here, had psychic Sylvia Brown do a seance there. And I'll be honest, that's the first huge red flag on this story from me. Because Sylvia Brown, in my opinion, and my opinion only, was a scam artist. And she was proven wrong a lot. But even though I just said that, here's what happened at that seance in 1984. Sylvia Brown, along with photographic experts from Alpha Labs, were brought in to hold a seance which was featured on the television program, That's Incredible. If you don't remember it, I wouldn't be too surprised. It was from 1984. It was hosted by John Davidson, Kathy Lee Crosby, and Fran Tarkington. It was actually kind of a fun show that I remember back in the day as a kid, but that's not important. Anyhow, Sylvia Brown originally had anticipated the ghost of Martin Murphy, the ranch owner, but she soon realized it wasn't Murphy at all, and she immediately started communicating with Johnny Johnson. She claimed to be assisted by her spirit named Francine, who guides her on the other side. That night, they decided to do the seance in the most active part of the store, and again, it's towards the back of the store if you're going there, and there was a gathering of employees and a camera crew to record the event. Now, like I said earlier, this particular aisle was often said to smell like fresh flowers for no apparent reason, and apparently it did as well that night. Now, most of the lights in the store were turned off, except for a few in the back of the store at the end of the aisle where they all gathered. Almost immediately, Sylvia began to speak openly with Johnny, motioning that she could see him in the aisle, though no one else could hear or see anything. He even jokingly commented to Sylvia that she had better move 
because she would get her feet wet where she was. Again, shockingly, because it's Sylvia Brown, this turned out to be true because later they revealed that on that exact spot was the site of a well during the time that Johnny Johnson was on the Murphy Ranch. Now, the spirit talking to Sylvia said he was waiting for Beth, which, again, seems to cooperate the whole Beth Murphy story. And he was very heartbroken and confused about where he was, about his current state. Sylvia talked very casually to Johnny for several minutes about his life and about what happened, his circumstances. And then something very, very surprising to me anyway, and to the people that were there, happened. Side by side, 35mm cameras took pictures of the group gathered along the sides of the aisle using both high-speed film and infrared film. And though absolutely nothing appeared in the standard 35mm shots, the infrared camera, shooting the exact same aisle at the exact same time, showed a very distinct and substantial image of a man standing in the aisle. And it was precisely where Sylvia said she saw Johnny. I'll try to remember to throw the picture up onto Facebook and on Instagram, but if I forget, please let me know and I'll throw it up there for you. It is kind of intriguing, but... I don't know how independent of Sylvia Brown that picture was. If it was independent of her, if it wasn't her people that did it, it's a really striking picture. Now, Sylvia said that sometimes Johnny would pace back and forth or lean against a non-existent wall while she was talking to him, or he would even appear to ascend some steps that did not exist in our time frame. And like I said, I'll throw the photo up. I want you guys to kind of decide for yourself. It is really intriguing. But that huge red flag of Sylvia Brown is still kind of getting to me. Now, while the seance was going on, some of the employees reported hearing or feeling a buzzing sound or a buzzing sensation whenever Sylvia was listening to Johnny reply to her questions. Sylvia tried to convince Johnny to go to the light and cross over, but he refused. She said that Johnny felt terribly sad and very confused. For whatever reason, Johnny seemed determined to stay on the spot where the Murphy Ranch once stood. Now, it does seem like the activity is still happening. Like I said, I did a lot of research on this one, and there is still stuff on Reddit and a couple other sites of current activity. So again, if you go there, make sure you go to the back of the store and aisle 15C and say hi to Johnny. Now, a few of the employees that work there say, I don't believe in ghosts, but you feel a breeze behind you or someone calls your name and there's nobody there, look, funny things happen here that you can't explain. The one thing that all the employees throughout the years seem to agree on is that he doesn't do anything to ever hurt anyone and you'll have some experiences and they might be kind of creepy, but he seems like a gentle soul that isn't trying to hurt or scare you on purpose. There was one person that was interviewed on a number of sites, but I couldn't figure out if they were legit or not. So, again, take it with a grain of salt. But the stories were that they had to chase three or four teenagers away on numerous times because they were sitting out front at about 4 a.m. with the Ouija board trying to talk to Johnny. And that apparently once a week someone comes in asking about it or begging the employees to let them spend the night on the floor of the Toys R Us. Again, this same person says that the employees will not go into the bathrooms alone. Apparently, Johnny's also been seen by short-term contractors who come in to do some quick jobs. They see toys leap from the shelf. Sometimes they refuse to come back and even finish the job. And again, depending on what site you look at, there's a number of people that think that Johnny lives upstairs in a breezy, cool corner of the Toys R Us. 
Now, I can't guarantee that there's a window that opens up or there is even a breezy, cool corner, but that's what they say. And since most of the tales I find about Johnny are repeated over and over again by different employees, you know, toys jumping off the shelves and everything, I'm not going to go too much deeper into this one, but... In my opinion, it does seem like something's at this Toys R Us, and I would love to do an investigation there as well. But what do you think? Do you think a Toys R Us in Sunnyvale is haunted by a ranch hand who accidentally hacked his leg open with an axe and died there? Would you work there? Because I personally can't think of a creepier place for a haunting. Dolls are creepy as hell as is, but shelf after shelf of toys that a ghost could manipulate and mess with would be terrifying. And like I've said a couple of times on this episode, it was really hard to figure out fact from fiction about this one. It seems like the legend of Johnny and the Haunted Toys R Us is growing as the internet grows. It's growing throughout the years. I think it's only going to get harder to separate fact from fiction on this one. But again, it does seem like something is here. It seems like there are enough eyewitnesses that something paranormal is at this Toys R Us. Thank you again for listening. You guys all know the routine. Facebook, iTunes, thank you so much. Give reviews, all that fun stuff. Once again, I am your host, Kurt Sandvig, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac.